Welcome to this week's podcast from Tim Hall International Ministries. To find out more about what Pastor Tim and Jackie Hall are doing around the world, check out timhall.com.au. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and empowered as you listen to this message. Luke chapter 5. I want to talk about the miraculous tonight. I want to pray for the sick. Miracles are going to happen. Miracles are going to happen. I watched a man in Los Angeles last weekend. He had nine rods in his spine. He had uh, all sorts of steel in his spine, his neck, his back was straight. And uh, the power of God hit him and he staggered up onto the front, staggering around like a drunk man, utterly confused and bewildered as to why the rods uh, really weren't keeping his back straight because he was bending to touch his toes, bending up and down. And you can't do that with nine rods in your back. God just healed his back. I don't know what happened to the rods. I don't know what happened to all the uh, metal that was in there, but God just healed him and he staggered around that building, um, drunk on the new wine of the Holy Ghost, uh, bewildered at what had happened. God wants to bewilder some people tonight with his goodness. How many people are ready to get shocked? I, uh, I, I probably mentioned this last time I was here, but I was in South Africa a few years ago. I love South Africa, just like your pastor. And one morning, God woke me up and he said, Tim, I want you to ask me something. I said, God, what would you like me to ask you? It was like a conversation. I said, what would you like to, me to ask you? He said, ask me to shock you. I said, okay, Lord, would you shock me? And I felt the Lord say, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> and that morning we had a great meeting. A lot of people got healed, but I wasn't shocked. I went home and I said, Lord, that was a great meeting, but I'm not shocked. That night we had a great meeting. The power of God was flowing. Things were happening. And I heard a shout in the back and a lady came running to the front with a 12-year-old girl. And when they got to the front, she was crying at the front. I went down. I said, what's happening? And she said, when she was able to speak, she said, we've had a major thing happen. She said, my daughter was born with one of her thighs withered half the size of the other. And she said, we were standing in the back of the room and the power of God began to flow. And as the Spirit of the Lord began to touch my daughter, she began to shake and I could see her leg vibrating. I lifted up the skirt and I watched her leg grow to the same size as the other. And I said, God, now I'm shocked. And the Lord said, I don't want you to be shocked. I don't want you to be shocked by that. I want you to expect that to be the normal. I want you, I want you to expect that to be normality. That is kingdom normality. Luke chapter 5, Father, just take hold of the word, I pray, and shock us. How many people would say, shock me tonight? Shock me tonight. Shock me tonight. Shock me. Shock me. Shock me. Shock me. Not shock, shock. Shock. Luke 5. Bible says this, verse 15. So much more went there a fame or a roaring abroad of Jesus and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. They came to hear and to be healed. How many know that faith comes by hearing? Hearing by the Word of God. Faith doesn't come by seeing. Faith comes by hearing. And as we hear, a different set of eyes open up. 
as we hear, we see in the natural, but we hear in the spirit, and it opens up those eyes that see into the unseen dimension of the possibilities and the power and the reality of God. We came to hear and to be healed. The Bible says that everyone was there. Miracles were happening. He went off into the wilderness and prayed. When he came back, they were waiting for him, the Bible says. And he came to the house where he stayed, which was almost certainly Peter's house. And when he got there, it was crowded out. They knew he was coming. They always knew where he was going to be. That word was going around. He's coming. He's coming. And the multitudes were ready for him. He had to go out to a desert place. Very often he told people, don't tell anyone because he knew that he wouldn't get out of the place if they did. And he knew that he had to move strategically with what the Father was telling him to do. Jesus didn't come just to meet needs that were there. He came to totally do the will of the Father. And he said, I only do the thing that my Father tells me to do. So there came great multitudes to hear him. These were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, the whole area round about. They were doctors of the law. They were Pharisees and Sadducees. You know why they're called Sadducees? Because they don't believe in the resurrection and that will make anybody Sadducee. And there were the Pharisees wearing their phylacteries. How many are wearing a phylactery tonight? How many not certain? A phylactery is a box that you strap to your head full of prayers so that as you walk along, you just go into automatic prayer. You can tie it to your wrist and you just walk along like winding your clock with your prayers strapped to your head. It's an unusual thing. I, I don't do it often myself, only on Wednesdays. It's not true. I don't. I don't. They were sitting there in all their Pharisaic gear the Bible says, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord was, in the Greek language, was to heal them. Was there with purpose to make them whole. We talked for a couple of moments about the power of God that is available to us tonight. I love what Paul says in the first prayer in Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 1, he says, he says, I cease not to pray from the day I heard of you. I cease not to pray that the eyes of your understanding would be flooded with light, that you might know three things. What is the hope of your calling, the expectation of your invitation, if you like, the riches of your inheritance in glory in the saints, and to know the unlimited magnitude of divine power that is towards us who believe. He uses some powerful Greek words. He talks of a, a dimension of power that's beyond words. He says, I want you to see the unlimited megathos is the word. It's a bit like the mega fest, the megathos. Hooper bellow megathos, hooper bellow, hooper over and above to cast beyond, a mega casting way beyond anything we could understand of the power, the divine, the dunamis, the ability that is towards us and through us and over us and out of us and in us tonight. And he says, this power is according to the working of his mighty power. It says, according to the, in the Greek word, energeo, energetic, powerful working uh, of his mighty power. He uses two words. Uh, one of them is kratos. That is an eruptive 
power. That is a chain-breaking power. That's the power that will break open a prison. That's the power that will snap chains and set someone out of jail. That's the power that will raise the dead. He says, I want you to see that towards you is unlimited power. But he says, so you know what it is? It's according to the working, the energetic working of his mighty Kratos power, which he exerted into the dead body of Jesus. When God raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above, all rule, principality, power and dominion, put all things under his feet, which is the church, the fullness of him who filleth all and in all. And you hath he quickened who were dead by the same power and raised by the same power and filled with the same power and flowing in the same power and immersed into that divine power and soaked in that divine power. He says, you know what's towards you? He said, it is the unlimited resurrection power. What is towards you is the same mighty, unstoppable power that was exerted in the dead body of Jesus when God raised him from the dead. Tonight, we're not... We're not just preaching about something. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to just talk about something tonight. In a few minutes' time. This is a demonstrated gospel. I don't want to just talk about it tonight. I want to. I want to, in Jesus' name, manifest that power in His name. We're not here tonight just to have another church meeting. We're here tonight. Every time we walk into church, we ought to come with an expectation. Every time we walk in the doors, we should say, Father, I am just awaiting a charge of that eternal glory. I'm... The Bible says this very power was to heal them and none of them got healed. None of them. We're healed. And I wondered about that. I said, if the power of God was there to heal them, why weren't they healed? Why weren't they healed? So I had a look at it a bit further and I looked beyond where the man was lowered down through the roof and the scripture says that when that miracle occurred, they all went away amazed, verse 26, and they glorified God and were filled with fear saying, we have seen strange things today. You know what the word strange means there? It's the word paradoxia. It means we have seen things that we didn't expect today. In the area of miracles, number one, we need to understand he who comes to God must believe that God is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The power is present to heal. God's power here tonight is over us like a cloud. There's nothing, 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 nothing too difficult for God. That, that long term...
that pain you've suffered for five years. I said, where? I was praying this afternoon. I felt the Lord say, there's someone in the meeting and you've had chronic arthritic pain through your hips and your pelvis, right through, and at night you can't sleep. You cannot find a position to lie down and sleep. You roll and you toss and you... Let's get rid of it tonight. Let's get rid of it. He's the God of the impossible tonight. Ephesians 3, he says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly. He's the exceeding God. Abundantly, beyond anything. We could ask or think in this building tonight according to the dunamis, the dynamic supernatural enabling of his power that right now is at work in us. He's here to work the works of grace. But they had no expectation. Something happens with expectation. When busloads of people are going over to the mega fest, I guarantee on that bus you won't be going with a feeling of, oh, this could be all right. Oh, yeah, I'll probably go along to a couple of the meetings. When they went to Catherine Kuhlman's meetings, they'd get on a bus. And they'd have their friends fasting and praying for them. And they'd be believing God the whole way. And on that bus, they'd be watching videos of miracles. And they'd be feeding on it, feeding on it. There'd be hundreds of days of fasting and prayer behind each one. In every bus, there's 40 people. There'd be thousands of days of prayer and fasting. When they got there, they would join a couple of hundred or other buses full of people getting out. Millions of days of prayer and fasting so that as they began to sing how great thou art. The expectation was so great that God just came down and began to work before even a word was preached. Little one with the issue of blood came with expectation. For she kept on saying within herself, if I can just touch the hem of His garment, I know that I shall be healed. She came in the press behind. I love blind Bartimaeus. Jesus was coming down from Jericho and she knew, he knew that he had probably two or three minutes to get his miracle. It's the miracle of a lifetime has to be seized in the lifetime of that miracle. And he heard them coming. Last week of Jesus' life. And as he got close, he began to cry out. The word to cry there is etanidza, which is to cry like a raven, to shriek. And as he shrieked, they spoke to him sternly and they said, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, beggar. Shut your mouth, beggar. You're going to disturb the one that we may believe is the Messiah. He's certainly a prophet. Be quiet. You're spoiling it for everybody. And the more they rebuked him, the more he shouted, the more he shouted, the more he wanted something from God, the more he wanted something from God. 
and he began to shout and he began to shout louder and he began to shout louder because he wanted something. He began to cry out to God. He began to cry out to God. So loud did he become that he stopped Jesus in his tracks. There's faith that'll stop Jesus in his tracks. How much do we want a miracle tonight? How much do we want it? Jesus called him. They'd been rebuking him. Now they said, be of good comfort. That's what the King James says. It's a very lousy translation. The Greek says, be confident and full of expectation. He calls you. Be courageous and full of expectation because He calls you. Son of David. He was in Judea. Messiah. Messiah, have mercy on me now. Jesus said to him, what do you want? He said, that I might have my sight restored. Jesus said, go your way. You're healed. He didn't go far. He followed Jesus to Jerusalem to the cross and I would guarantee that he was one of the 120 in the upper room. Expectation. I'm just going to give you one more point, then we're going to pray tonight. Number one, the power of God is present. Number two, the sheer power of expectation. Are you expecting tonight to get something? Have you come tonight and said, look, all day I've had this sense that it's my day. I'm aware that God's got something for me tonight. As the word is going out, do you sense? The word doesn't return void. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish the thing for which it's been sent. The word's working. Paul was preaching at Lystra as he preached. A young man was sitting in the dust. He stepped, Paul steadfastly beheld him. And he watched the word working until suddenly he perceived that he had faith. And I perceive that we're very close right now to something happening. People say, when you preach, what do you aim to do? So I like to preach until we reach a point. We just can't go on because there's something ready to ignite. The power of God was present. And here was a guy with expectation that came carried on a bed by four. Paralyzed man. They could, could not find a way to get in. There's no way in. But they sought means. And I want to tell you, if it seems impossible, keep seeking means because God will bring you to that place of the miracle. He got up on the roof. They lifted him up on the roof. We all know the story that they dug a hole in the roof and lowered him down and Jesus saw their faith in action. Faith is active. We have the ingredients tonight for a miracle. Power of God is present. We have expectation. 
But God wants us then to act our faith. Blind Bartimaeus acted his faith. The little woman with the issue of blood came crawling on hands and knees behind and touched the craspid on that blue tassel at the hem of his garment that speaks of the unchanging nature of God and his word. And the instant she touched, the glory of God flowed into his, her body. And she knew in herself she was healed. Right through the scriptures, Jesus said to people, go and do something. He spat on the ground, made clay. Have you ever thought why he did that? That beggar must have been spat on and cursed so many times that as he sat there, the spittle ran down his face. Many times they must have kicked dust on him and said, get away beggar. But Jesus took the very things they cursed him with. The dust of the ground. And his own saliva. And he pushed the dust in out of which he'd made man. Full of the very DNA of the King of Glory himself. And he said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. As soon as he acted. I'm going to challenge you three things tonight. Number one. I want you to expect your miracle right now. Number two, there is an action. Well, firstly, we believe that God's present. Number two, we have the expectation. Number three, when I ask you to act your faith and do something, to raise your hands or bend your back or test that good ear or then act it. Act it. Imagine if Naaman had refused to Washing that river, he'd have died a leper. I've finished, that's long enough. Because God's got work to do. God has work to do here right now.